Wait, 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 wait. Rewind the tape. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey. To you, you, listeners, to me, it is season three of your favorite podcast. Wait, rewind the tape with me, Natalie. And me, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) That was was, uh, unrehearsed, guys. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You didn't know. Um, Yeah, like I said, we are back with a new season. Um, We're just going to, I'm just going to go straight in and tell you that we've we've actually done the homework. We've planned out what we're going to watch, what we're going to talk about. Uh, Will it go to plan? Probably not. But, you know, the point is we've done some of the legwork and this, there's a very definite theme emerging this season. This isn't season three. This is just the end of season two, right? What? Is it season three next year? Correct. Sorry. (laughs) I just um, always assume that the season begins when, around the time when we actually started the uh the whole podcast which was around this time in 2020 yeah that would make sense but we didn't do that <laughs> three guys do you know what it doesn't matter okay the the tale coming let me let me change this up let me uh let me say <laughs> coming hot off the heels of last um mid-seasons mini so mini mini series within a series the Avengers. I forgot we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Same, because I, apparently I can't get my words out. We have now got, we're moving through into the realms further, into the realms of fantasy. Not superheroes. We're kind of done with that. We're going into fantasy, magic, elves, dragons, all of that stuff. So for the next, I don't know, what, like 12, 13 Yeah, roughly, weeks, roughly. Uh, <laughs> 12 to 13 weeks. (laughs) You are going to hear all of our thoughts on all things old and new. Okay, some things old and new within the fantasy sphere. And there's a lot that's come out recently. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, Yeah. But this week, uh, we're not going to talk about anything too fantasy related. We're going to talk about P-Valley season two. uh, And we'll get on to why that's a fantasy show that we're kicking off this uh second half of the season yeah uh but before we do that um we've had we've been away for the summer how was your summer Ruth what'd you do as if we didn't talk a lot yeah I know (laughs) we didn't know surprisingly well we didn't for a while because of the phone situation right but yeah, I accidentally had, I was thinking about this yesterday, I accidentally had like an amazing summer <laughs> that was not scheduled at That's all. That's so good. I'm, I'm so pleased for you. Yeah, it started obviously with tragedy. So my grandma mm-hmm. passed, which was sad. And then, um, yeah, so for the last four weeks, I've been in Nigeria, went for the funeral. I just wanted to say, because you know me, if I'm going, I'm staying for a month. <laughs> so you yeah. need to get your money's worth with the flight. Honestly, did I pay for my flight? No, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? I got back this morning, so I'm a bit tired. But to be honest, I don't think you'll notice a dip in performance, listeners, because it's never strong. Let's be honest. 
<laughs> have we come back rested, recharged, Absolutely ready for an not. amazing season? No. Ruined. Complain all the way. Yeah. Um, I have a sore yeah. throat. So. How was your summer? Um, my summer was fine. I feel like it's been so at the beginning of summer, I finished a contract and I guess I can't remember whether we touched on this, but I'd always said that I wanted to take this summer off. Um, yeah. And I look back on my time and think, what did I do? <laughs> Should I have just worked? No, I shouldn't have worked, but it's more. No. And I, I know I did stuff, but I just, I think I'm being hard on myself because I'm not one of those people that's like, travel, 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 do this, do that, do this. Um, I feel like taking time off like for you because you work so much and so often when you take time off you actually just need to rest you like it would be I'm not saying it would be like you wouldn't be able to do it I know some people would just keep pushing pushing pushing, but at a certain point you wouldn't enjoy it if you were go 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 when you've been working so much you know I I mean mean? yeah for me really the, the blocker to doing a lot of things is um the cost of dog care (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna ask off air sorry listeners can, <laughs> can you travel with your pets um it's uh significantly harder because of Brexit what happened because oh not me not knowing what happened so prior to Brexit you could you just needed an EU pet passport and then you could take the dog into the country so um that's my sister and my brother-in-law would often take their dog um to Germany like every summer they would go um and Peaches would spend the summer in Germany and have a great old time but now um the rules have changed and a if you want to go into the EU then it's essentially treated as a, an international country so you have to go through the same process so all the same things that I would have had to do to bring Mango into the UK from India I would have to do to go to Europe. Is that a lot of paperwork? It's paper. It's tests. Um, it's all oh, the fees. Yeah, the fees. It's just it's crazy. So basically, so. you have to travel within the UK if you want to travel with them, mm-hmm. and that's no fun because the UK is expensive. So traveling within the, I mean, everywhere in the world is expensive. Let's be clear. That is just how it is at the moment. Inflation is insane. Absolutely insane. But the UK could at least make domestic travel more affordable if we can't afford to leave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I feel like, don't just trap me in hell. Like, at least let me get to the (laughs) seaside (laughs) and have like cheap, I don't know, there's nothing really. There's no incentive to stay. No, I wouldn't say it's more expensive in terms of spending money because you probably save money if you stay in the UK. But oh, sorry, they terms... the, uh, said there's no incentive, not expense. But oh no, I know it. I know oh, you yeah. said that, but I was just <laughs> thinking. And but the the thing for me that makes it so crazy is you spend the same amount traveling within the UK, like the cost of travel and leaving the country yeah. is the same. That sounds so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true um having said that I did a bit these were expensive trips I did have an amazing staycation in this gorgeous um like 
Georgian manor that's been like turned into a hotel that and that was harsh. incredible it was yeah. amazing um and I didn't have mango she was in boarding so it was kind of nice to have like <laughs> some time off I love oh. you but um yeah, and then yeah, I went to Portugal which was my first trip overseas since um 2019 which sounds wrong because I feel like you've been traveling but you've been going to like the, the coast UK. A lot, yeah you know? yeah getting to know this fair isle that we call home um I don't know about that but <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got nothing but good things to say about Portugal absolutely loved it I've never been, so I'd love to hear, like, oh, the whole span. Yeah, we'll do that off air, um, and we should definitely go. It's amazing. Because <gasps> I'm right. I really want to go to Greece, though, right now. Also, it's yeah. super expensive. It's just also getting to, like, you know, colder season, so. I thought Greece stayed hotter for a bit longer. Greece, Cyprus, not much, but it's still what much warmer than here. Guys, let us know if anybody is from Greece or Cyprus. What's the weather like right now? And what will it be like in the next um, three to six weeks, please? Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. give us a breakdown of weather. Um, I know we could Google it, but we want to talk to you. So let us know. Um, There's always Dubai. Dubai for December. Big, big, big thing. The slave labor. That has, no, sorry, this is about my life, but uh, now I feel like I can't talk <laughs> no, about no, 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 say it, say it, say it. <laughs> Guys, I finally have a work surface, a kitchen work surface. I don't think that we do speak about this on <laughs> on, on this ever. show. Yeah, but I think that it's now that I've rectified the situation. I think it's worth you guys knowing that I have not had a work surface for three years. I have been cooking on a hot plate with an oven, and because that is so fucking annoying, it just means that I have been ordering way too much on Deliveroo yeah so this is big news I can't wait to see it yeah and it looks great I'm looking at it now I love it so I hope you're as excited for me and happy for this big milestone in my life uh yeah I also uh had a birthday recently um and I'm reflecting back on um okay not to make Um, it about me (laughs) (laughs) Um, and thinking back on, you know, my achievements and that I've, I've sort of slowed down with my achievements as I've, in the, in the you know, more recent years of my life. And a work surface probably is one of the biggest milestones. That's funny because I would say your achievements are probably like bigger now, like way bigger. Like what? We'll talk about it after. Okay. <laughs> cool uh right so anyway now that that's out of the way let's yeah. get on to key valley sorry i'm just gonna keep making strange celebratory noises <laughs> so i if anybody remembers back to last year earlier this year i can't remember we did do an episode on p valley but we Two. ended up not really talking very much about it and so we did a follow-up episode where we actually tried to do it some justice yeah um, so now this is probably the only show that we've now will have done three solid episodes on okay not solid but you know <laughs> three episodes and the 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 crazy thing is is that I'm we're pretty sure that none of you 
watch P-Valley and probably don't even know what it is. We would really like the P-Valley gang that have a name and I can't remember what it is. Sorry, guys, to listen to this episode. Like, I want to petition who are you guys the, who to are listen. The, uh, what, yeah, what, what are the P-Valley fans? They have, the, they have a name. The Pinkers? The Pinks? I can't remember. We're sorry, we just need to find this out because I want to know. You want to know right now? Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were... <laughs> I, no, I'm looking at um, Twitter. Ruth is always multitasking. <laughs> she is not 100% in this. They still haven't renewed P-Valley for season three. I swear to God. Okay, I need to... This show needs... 500 seasons <laughs> we I really like this show no we need closure like we, maybe that's like why it. maybe that's why they're not uh so quick to renew it because oh no it was, renewed. it was renewed on the 13th of September okay as was my other new favorite show rap shit which I'm loving we'll have to get into it at some point it's Issa Rae's new show oh <laughs> Okay, yeah. Very different. Well, it's not in terms of like writing style and stuff, but it's different in theme to um, Insecure. But I love, love, love the show. It's like perfect. perfect, Where is it? Now TV is HBO. It's HBO, but I have to be honest. There are two shows at the moment that I've illegally streamed. And guys, this is a big deal because I haven't illegally streamed in such a long time to the point where I waited for Atlanta season three to come out on Disney before I watched it. Because I was like, I'm not illegally streaming anymore. But the thing is, you lot are taking the piss and I need Give us what we want now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. Do we know? Pink Posse. They're called Pink Pink Posse. Posse. Okay. Okay. I feel um, like we're the pink po- well, probably not yet, but the UK contingent. The driest contingent of all of us. The, the worst <laughs> P Valley fans. The most we have boring no rhythm. We have <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I can't do what they do. Um, that's for sure. Who can? Feels like a very select number of humans on the planet can do that. True. So Down to everybody who can. Um, maybe we should just do a quick recap on like the season. what P Valley is. Not necessarily the season, just for P, just in general. Oh, okay. Well, fuck the people who don't watch it. Sorry. <laughs> P Valley is a show about the pink, which is a historical landmark slash strip club that resides in a small southern town in well, America. In is it in Mississippi? It, it's Chuckalisa. called Chuckalisa. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, it concentrates on um, the depth of African American culture within the South, strip club culture, real life issues from domestic violence to religion to politics. But it's really all centered around like a pretty comical cast within a strip club. Mm-hmm. So it's centered around sex works, and the pink is run by Uncle Clifford. And I feel like it's the club is three generations old. Uh yeah, correct. Because it it was yeah. uh Grandma Ernestine. 
Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm not sure if it was, there was also a generation before Grandma Ernest. No, because uh, Uncle Clifford's mother passed, right? Yeah. But it went straight to him. But in terms of that, I would, I think that's still three generations. It just it, never passed management. Uncle Clifford's pronouns are her and she, which last last yeah. season you said you um, kept saying her, but I genuinely didn't know that until this season because it was more established. Like they talked about Uncle Clifford's like gender a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it was kind of like done in like a matter of fact way, not like a long winded. Yeah. Why? It wasn't like an infomercial. It was kind of like, this is who I am, by the and way. That's FYI. between Lil Murder and Uncle the guy Clifford. That no, and I, wait. Wasn't no, there also a. Co- yes, there was. Yeah. There was. There was. But um, it was like fully established by Uncle Clifford, I feel like. But. What was I going to say? I'm oh, sorry, my brain. Oh, Little Murder and Uncle Clifford's love story is, guys, first of all, you know I'm dramatic, so leave me alone, is probably like one of my favourite love stories of all time. Of all time. Honestly. I, including books, which, Ooh, you know, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I know this is so sad to admit, but that is the first sex scene I've ever cried through. It was very tender and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because sex scenes on TV either get me hot under the collar or I'm just like, (laughs) get this out of here. But this one, I was like genuinely emotional. It was like quite beautiful. Mm. But yeah, should we run through our themes, beginning with why we think P-Valley does, season two of P-Valley does fall into the fantasy category? Yes, let's do that. Cool. Uh, Well, I mean, (laughs) I I guess, are we talking about broadly or zoning in specifically? Do you think? Specifically, we have one episode that centers around, um, and we're fast forwarding a bit. What's uh, what's the character called? What's she called? Keyshawn. Yeah, Keyshawn. So she is um, one of the dancers who uh, has kind of made it made it big, made it yeah, catapulted to fame. Yeah, yeah, Uh, because um, she is a part of Little Murder's act, his his performance, his entourage, his. Sorry sorry to be annoying, but just to take a step back. So in season one, Little Murder was like hanging out around the club. He was a rapper who was trying to make it. By the beginning of season two, like he's like known, I would say regionally, but he's getting international play as well. Like he's he's on the come up, but he's International or national? National. Did I say international? Yeah. That's season three. (laughs) I'm thinking of outside of, um, because America's Which might as well be international, to be honest. Yeah, because America's so big. I feel like if you're making it outside your state, it's like another big deal. Yeah. I think that's a fair statement. It is real, though. It's not true. But um, yeah, so he's like quite established. And then Keyshawn's got like a large following on Instagram. She's branching into other things and she's kind of showing like the, um, I don't want to say stripper to entrepreneur pipeline, but it is the thing that um, dancers who begin in the club and, you know, you have to work through that stigma of people being like, oh, you're just a stripper. But actually... (laughs) 
it's a very like a difficult profession and it le- it can lead to very big things as well. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, back to you. <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, these two um, who have their own thing going on in the real world, but we this is the first time where we kind of get more of an understanding into Keyshawn's um, background, into her like adolescence. Yeah, yeah, her yeah. Um, and her family life, and it's uh, told beautifully through um, the uh, the lens of Cinderella. It is a modern Cinderella yeah. telling, uh, so you know that as soon as this episode started, and it um, immediately had that once upon a time vibes, we were all in because this was a break in great in episode, the, and it's it's kind of you know like did, did they do it in season one? where you'll have a an episode that is just kind of related but not really related to the main kind of like current storylines but not not as not to this extent yeah this was a completely isolated episode which I always love in a series because it's like a film in the middle of a series (laughs) yes exactly um but it was it did give us some much needed uh intel on what Keyshawn's life was like it you know gave us that character development um, yeah which then given what happens in the episodes that follow is really important yeah it's because um Keyshawn aka Mississippi from season one you already know she's in an abusive marriage but this episode um kind of fra- like like you're saying it is told through a Cinderella lens but it kind it just uses lots of different fairy tales kind of to um kind of show how she was like kind of like an innocent young girl who through a, a, a misfortunate chain of events has become mm. completely isolated and trapped in this abusive marriage and at the end of season one you're kind of like why does she stay with this guy? Because, you know, on the in the real world, we know that people stay with their abusers to, to stay alive, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's an opportunity for her abusers to kind of die. So you're kind of like, I'm not saying that's good, like, yeah. that people are dying, but if anyone she was will, gonna get it. She had a way out. Yeah, in season one, we all hate her partner, husband. So it's like you're kind of ruining. It's I know it's messed up to say, but when you're watching shows and death is around, especially in fantasy shows, you do want people to die. (laughs) They make it that way, you know. Yeah, I can't. I I honestly, I want that man gone. I want him gone. Listeners, what you've got to understand is and if you did listen to that episode or do go back and listen to that episode that we did on season one the person who was gonna essentially save her and have that white knight moment was is was incredible have has he probably done some super shady unspeakable things who hasn't but in yeah he was you know and also acting in self-defense so he could have he had a legitimate reason to um dispatch this uh this individual and she stopped him she stopped diamond and she saved her abuser which meant she was staying with her abuser but her and diamond kind of have like a will they won't they shall we yeah can we pause for a sec yes 
So in the episode, just to like give you the general vibe this season, um, Keyshawn is basically like Cinderella, but also like Little Red Riding Hood. And then they build on that theme later when she has, you know, the hood because they she's calling mm. her Derek the Big Bad Wolf. Mm. And they keep that up. And if you have time, guys, go on Katori Hall, who is the writer of the show. Go on her Twitter. She breaks down the symbolism after every episode in depth. And it's so everything. You know how when you're reading a book and you think things are symbolic, but you don't know. It's like in P Valley, everything you think is symbolic is. We should have really done the research. To the colors, they use red a lot. In this season, and it's just like the traditional meaning, like signals of like danger, danger, love, sometimes like, yeah, bravery, like somebody who's like, what do you call it? Like the prey. Courageous. Like when someone's being kind of like hunted, like Uh, someone very visible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, like blood, if that makes Mm. sense. Yeah. They use a lot of like traditional, like spiritual symbolism as well, water, and it leans into like um, basically Southern black culture, but like the the type that isn't generally represented, I think, mm-hmm, on TV mm-hmm. very well. It's, it's really fucking good show, man. But yeah, sorry. That's why we were saying it's like a, a fantasy. But if nothing else, go and watch that episode because it deals with domestic violence and how... Keyshawn, who's this girl from like this like pretty nice like home and like mm-hmm. has a good life, is still left so vulnerable. Yeah. Through her but father. Also, yeah, the, with Ugh. forces within her own sphere that are meant to be protecting her and keeping her safe. Yeah, her wicked stepmother. Mm-hmm. Her negligent father, who is it comes becomes apparent. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. In a the episode. Yeah, yeah. That he's it's subtly done, but it's obvious that he's abusing her stepsister. Yeah. <sighs> Which is... also gives you some more, not that, that like gives a, another spin on that story of it, you know, the they're not wicked stepsisters. They're also, even Victims. though they're now being given so much because the, their mother has. Um, married this man and he's very the, wealthy the, uh, the his biological daughter is kind of being displaced that still comes at a cost and the mother also doesn't give a shit and she's benefiting off her child being abused she's like yeah. t- clearly turning a blind eye to yeah. it and also they talk about going to colorism in that episode as well Keyshawn's mm. like um a darker skinned black woman and how um, her like fairer, lighter skinned sisters are able to like thrive just from their skin tone. And that is like obviously a huge result from, yeah, white supremacy. And it kind of like, it just shows that. And then how this like white man then paying her so much attention and treating her with a kindness that the- also, yeah, but not, but are treating a kindness against, I guess there are black black boys in the the school that are also like we're trying to get with her, and he's like defending her honor almost. So it's like yes. bringing in this white savior kind of. Yes, but it does as an adult watching, and I think that's you're supposed to. You're like a bit mm. apprehensive because yes, you can see from a teenage girl perspective that he's like her hero, mm-hmm. but he the way he uses violence is mm. like scary. The red flags are there. Yeah. 
And honestly, I can say looking back, like that is usually how it goes. Like they're very like, I'm not saying this is always the case, but obviously abusers, like a a typical dynamic with an abuser is leans heavily into the patriarchy and seeing women as like either prizes or property. Mm. So it's like they're like territorial over the woman they're dating. And it's not necessarily, at first you may think, oh, it's because they're like your hero. Mm. But then I like that they did that because it shows that like no one can like save you. You have to save yourself kind of thing. Yeah. But which is, I think, a good lesson, but it's negative because she's already a victim at that point where she needs to save herself. Yeah. And then we're also, Dick Connick really tackles a lot because it's um, an interracial couple. Prom night, he, you know, I, I would say, forces her to well can't remember actually do we think that it's not or it's one of those quote-unquote gray areas of consent where you don't necessarily really want to do something but you're afraid of losing the person or disappointing the person or maybe what the person will do Uh, if you don't so she has sex with um oh my god I didn't remember that Derek Brian Derek Derek that's disgusting. That's I'm, how she gets I'm not pregnant. misremembering it, am I? No, probably not. I think I tend to black out stuff when it's too heavy. Um, so she gets pregnant, and then of course his family, who's wealthy and his father is uh, also abusive, doesn't give a shit. So, yeah. and then her family, she literally goes to her family house in a in an absolute state because she's moved out to with Derek and he's one night I think gets like super physical so she tries to escape tries to go to um, her family home and her stepmother essentially just tells her like this is this is on you there's no help here yeah it's like the shame when you're from like a more prominent family like the shame of having a child young and then obviously there's the racial dynamic with them so his mm-hmm. family is like a racist but it's just I liked how they showed that subtly that his father was an abuser but yeah it wasn't clear but his father would get physical with him and then obviously we know later in that series Derek starts to get very physical with his own children and actually yeah. causes them serious injury yeah so it's kind of I suppose more on the lines of an actual grim fairy tale where they are they are pretty fucking horrible there isn't a happy ending or at least not one yet but she there's also like a magic in her story which is nice if that makes sense like it's very dark all of their stories have such darkness to them but I like that it sets up like the pink and the work that they do is like even more of like a fantasy and an escape. And why haven. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then they're, they're like, they are magic because they're able to just create this like mm. other world, even though they're the ones out of every character that it's the, the women who are the dancers who have like the heaviest stories mm. and uncle Clifford because yeah. it's just like, these people are having to navigate like this like patriarchal like cutthroat uber religious world like the rest of us yeah 
Yeah. And they, I think they're also, they carry on the, that fairy tale theme with Haley slash August slash yeah, for what's her other sure. alter ego. Oh, I can't remember. Something Haley Savage. Savage. No, no, there's, she has another name when she's got the red hair, something Savage. I can't remember what it is. Is it not Haley Savage? No, Haley's her actual name. Then Autumn yeah. Night is her um, yes, stage name. name. And then when yeah. she goes to be the the bad bitch that to play all the politicians and the corporations, she's like something savage. I can't remember. She's kind of the fairy godmother, though. Yes, yes. For uh, for Keyshawn and her family, because she has lived through that in her own way. Yeah. And uh, they use, uh, I don't know, she wears a lot of like white herself, even at the, I don't mm. remember if you remember the final scene before she disappears. Spoiler alert. She's wearing like all white then. So she's kind of like, I like that the characters are like the same way you get in fantasy. They're like good and evil. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. A few of them are actually genuinely good. I think Mercedes and um, Uncle Clifford are like more like pure. Yeah, I couldn't really, really there's not really a, a, I don't think, yeah, they don't do thing, quote unquote evil things. And I'm using, that's hyperbole, I know, but in, yeah. the term, in, in the realms of like good and evil, they don't do bad things for the greater good. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, awesome. now, she's now doing bad things. and For personal, now you said that, I think Uncle Clifford does do shady things as well. I think he can do spiteful things, yeah. Oh, But okay. I feel like, yeah, you're right, Mercedes doesn't, she's I mean, a good one. Obviously, she got be a bit coarse or like have an edge because she's, you know, in actual physical pain. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't really. I feel like uh, Mercedes obviously has her daughter who she abandoned, but it's so well explained that it's just Mm. like she didn't really have much of a choice. Okay, we've got a list of themes that we will quickly run through in the season and just talk about. (laughs) So we will start with coronavirus coronavirus yes. because i get they could have um theoretically just ignored it um but they and it's not just corona either they tackled uh like kind of the major things that were happening in 2020 yeah they didn't just ignore them it was like right well we are doing a show that is still i guess rooted in in reality yeah. so we'll tackle them head on and I haven't seen many other shows where I think that that's been done in the same way and well this is the only show I think has done it well that I've seen so far well side note I I do think that Superstore handled coronavirus well Uh, oh but that's it (laughs) yeah yeah because that really got under like shit that all the range of emotions as time went on jesus 
only reason like these two shows could handle it well is because they're already writing from a perspective of a person who you wouldn't normally hear from who these things would affect the most like the person who works in your local giant supermarket yeah or like um well small town southern Americans who were mm-hmm. living especially black Americans who were so affected by not only the uh COVID but the police violence around that time yeah. and then um you get to see that but from characters that you wouldn't normally hear from if that makes sense even if you're watching an all-black show you're not really gonna get like a little murder talking to (laughs) an uncle Clifford yeah it's just it's just different I loved it I'm sorry (laughs) I'm not sorry I love this show (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I thought the the way that COVID was managed was um was great it just showed well yeah there's there's so many restrictions and sometimes I think I forget because we all block it out of our mind how yeah. how mad and upside down that time was and things just being shut down but like how can we find how can people find a way to work within the rules and the regulations to still actually have a business and make a livelihood yeah. and they got a really they found a good way around it the car the wash, car wash yeah, yeah. The sexy car wash. I thought, um, also people wearing masks, like showing the, you know, the management, I guess, wearing masks. That's not something that I also feel like it kind of showed the like lack of regulation because the, um, the woman who's like a literal COVID officer or whatever <laughs> is in the strip club with them all, and especially in Southern America where they just kept relaxing yeah. the rules and the death toll was getting higher and higher and why and so in England in, by the way. yeah in she's in the club she's just gone through a divorce so she wants to spend her cash and that was spend the end it of she last will season, right? yeah what that she got the divorce yeah and she oh. no that was this season beginning of this season because then she shut it down I remember her what, shutting it what, down what, yeah, yeah but why why did she shut it down? I can't remember. Did somebody I can't remember. sneezed on her? I don't know if somebody sneezed on her or it was or, one of it, the dancers like yeah. puffed in her face or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dancer then, was a super spreader, by the way. She hundred percent was. Um but yeah, over something like that, then it gets shut down. Obviously, that's not something like that. That's how things spread, but it's kind of like you were in there you already. You didn't mind before. Yeah. <laughs> You're like not, it's kind of like we would all have these nice things if some people would just stay at home. But it's also like, but shouldn't we all be at home? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was also, you know, that were, there was a time where everything was shut down and that's when they had to do the car wash to try and like work around the rules. And then, yeah, you're right. It showed how things just kept getting relaxed yeah and then that culminated in what Ernestine Clifford's grandmother getting COVID yeah which was just heartbreaking it was it was that was also probably 
arguably the best performance, I think. Oh, it's hard because Little Murder really pulled out this season. I'm sorry. He did. And I don't know whether oh, it's because, good. I guess a lot of this is because they couldn't have, they have a lot of the scenes in the club, dancing, whatever, but there was a lot more development of storylines and, and scenes and plot taking place outside of the club and the realms of the the women dancing. You know, it wasn't just about them being on stage dancing. Yeah. Like, which, and I think that season one is like visually like incredible because of, because of that. But I would say that more than 50% of the show is season one is them dancing. You think? Maybe if not them dancing, the theatrics of the club and the fantasy of the club. Yeah, and then and you know they're in the background or in the changing room and in their um their yeah. outfits, their dancing outfits. Whereas this season, it was I would say it was like maybe twenty percent, twenty twenty five percent. And once again, shows you what it was like for us because it was like twenty twenty people forget it was a real like pulling back, where even though. We all knew how we felt about things. We all knew where we stood about things. I feel like it was quite raw to like experience yourself with outside of who you are at work and all these mm. things. Like you just, there's a lot more like vulnerability oh there. Sorry, not us. Not us working through our, finally working through our trauma of COVID. Because of P-Valley. Honestly, thank you, P-Valley. Um. Especially, yeah. I thought the, um, so random, but do you remember when, so, um, Little Murder's on tour and Keyshawn has a very shady, dodgy, coked up manager who is yeah. just a horrible, horrible mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That conversation, but I can't remember his name. I'll try and get it. They, they, when it was like talking about like the civil Roman? unrest that was happening, um, um, he was called Roman, I believe. He was not called Roman. He was called Roman. Oh my god, was he? Was he not? Who the hell is <laughs> Who the hell is Roman? Did I make that up? Probably not. I just it's it's such a specific Roman. name to have made up. Like, why would I? Who is that though? Maybe I just made him up. Anyway, carry on what you were saying. I'll look up for this. Um, just them talking about like kind of like the Black Lives Matter movement without mm-hmm. without framing it that way as well. Just talking about, I like that they just show framed it as like ongoing experiences of, of Black people in America, especially yeah. in the South, because the history is so much like deeper and darker. It's like, straight back to it's not hard to get straight back to the root of slavery and the pardon me it's rome okay so the fact that that's <laughs> not that far off and that sounds great was like rome um right who the hell is rome and his real name is blue kimball i mean wow no 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 oh rome he's the coked up guy yes correct I can't Sorry, that's if he wasn't such a horrible person, he's kind of hot. But then yeah, again, we've discussed this. Everyone in Blue Valley is disgustingly beautiful. Oh, Pico is who I'm talking about. So he, Pico gets out of prison this season and introduces mm. us to a whole new storyline, which yes. I enjoyed, which is like Uncle Clifford falling in love in jail 
and two men who are like wait no Lil Murder falling in love in jail who did I say Uncle Clifford oh absolutely not can you imagine Uncle Clifford in jail absolutely not no way yeah Uh, yeah two men that you would like not two men that you'd never expect but you know how like kind of it's like um moonlight broke back mountain these Mm, films kind mm -hmm, of touch mm -hmm. on like I don't want to say people that pe- uh, people don't expect to be gay because that's stupid, but kind well, of like... It's, it's playing with the idea of what is masculinity and what is, um, what it, what does that, what does it mean to be masculine? But what does that, in terms of your uh, like sexual orientation, gender expression, where like, where... I feel like with those characters, it kind of shows more like, what does it mean to be a gay man? And it kind of mm. is more like, yeah, your your sexuality is like another layer to you for sure. But and we already know this, but it doesn't dictate anything else about you. Like you can be anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. sexual expression or sexuality will be whatever it is. And, and it's, I, and, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I liked that in this show because uh, sometimes I feel like um, you need an escape where you don't have to constantly deal with like like the negative, like you don't want to constantly deal with homophobia, you don't want to constantly deal with racism, I get it. But I just, I do love when someone is able to write so earnestly about somebody who is living in one of the most oppressed identities but Mm -hmm. still show like the like magic in it so you're not even really thinking about that like Little Murder is so weirdly complex like and he has levels that man has levels he does and And I like that tenderness compassion to be able to hold space for people which you never would have thought from season one that he was somebody that could come in and actually hold somebody and yeah he has his moments in season one though where you can see like he disappoints me in season one but (laughs) he definitely shows signs straight away that he there's something emotional depth yeah yeah yeah. and I like that because like in real life when you meet people who are from certain like because I I know I always bang on about it but like this idea that you're a gangster quote-unquote or a thug is like it's for some people and I know that people who have not lived that life but grew up in the same areas find that kind of irritating like but it's true that it's not necessary. It's environment, isn't it? It's not mm. who you are, but it is a huge part of your story. Yeah. And like with Diamond, with being an ex-soldier who's got PTSD, and then parallel that with um, all the different members that they show of these, uh, The sorry, I can't remember what the two main gangs Gang. are. One wears red, one wears blue. Very classic division. <laughs> but... Um, how they how they have like war scars kind of and like yeah. how, with little mad it's like he's been through like the p- prison industrial complex um what's his name again pico, pico. How he's he's a, they do they've touched on it as well in shows like how to get away with murder but 
there are things that happen in prison that are literally psychological torture. And when you've been tortured, it like can rewire your brain. Like you're not the same person. Like It's an indelible mark on you. Yeah. Pico is a loose fucking cannon now and he's and it, they it goes on to show the trauma he had before but then it also shows how pico is a loose cannon he's had all this trauma you have so much empathy for him but his anger when it spills over then affects uh Keyshawn, who is mm. also a victim does that make sense so it's like yeah who's bearing the, the real run of his trauma it's this black woman who's literally done nothing to him it is a lot. It's yeah. so good. And honestly, the imagery this season is so fucking strong. When, um, sorry, Pico kills himself, guys. <laughs> sorry, it's not funny. It's I'm laughing because it's, it's just like, I don't know how to play. It's just, I'm just all over the place. But and when, it, it, it's a real moment, obviously, in that situation when he's in the car with all the murders, there's one of two ways that could go. You do yeah. not know up until the moment you hear, or I certainly didn't, up until the moment the gun you hear a gunshot. I didn't know which way it was going. I didn't think it. I, I thought he was going to talk him down. I yeah, and then they, they move away from the car. They, they you have the shot of the car outside, and then you hear the gunshot, and and like and yeah. Sorry, just to correct fuck. myself, dies by suicide. That's like getting hard for me to rewire to say, but yeah. And that's another episode where they really delve into why he is the way he is. Because he talks about how his original, because in prison, he's in isolation by himself. And as research has shown, if you're locked up in isolation, they still do it in prisons, especially in America. Um, If you're locked up in isolation, it is a form of torture where you do, and I don't mean it in like a, like trying to use derogatory language, you do quite literally go mad. Right. Because that humans can't, be like that you can't so if, imagine if you put a like an animal like a dog in a, a box and left them by the time you came back like two weeks later yeah they would be never they'd be irreparable be the same damage yeah and more so and to they're like, either uh, gonna go reclusive or they're gonna be like rabid yeah and that's more not by rabies like, but just yeah yeah and there's so oh there's so many people right now who are being left for days and days and weeks and weeks in isolation. Oh, but then he talks about how that his first prison was in his mother's house. Mm-hmm. And then it's like that new layer of trauma kind of explains why he he feels like he can't live anymore. Cause he and it's like he he just doesn't want to do it. That's and what you really feel like. Quite simply, just trigger stacked to the point where he's like I, I'm I I'm literally I, I will will pull a trigger I'm not just yeah. going to snap at somebody I'm not just going to lose it the next step here is is this yeah just ending it I can't live in this pain anymore yeah and then it, his pain is also like because obviously when you watch a lot of tv shows it can kind of depict this idea of like a brutish gangster who has no feelings but here we see this and it's not like I loved Pico I thought Mm. I mean like he he wasn't I'm not saying he's like this amazing perfect person it's not true at all but you do see someone who is like it's I don't know it's like that character is usually exploited for entertainment and here 
it's like no but this is what's what it could really be like laid bare and then now little murder has to live with that that's like his first love dying in front of him that's like a lot yeah and again the blood there's a lot of blood this season Mm -hmm. but you could I'm not going to do too much but you could also say the blood like obviously they wear red in their gang anyway but it's like his blood kind of like in a way frees little murder because that leads to him like looking at himself and accepting himself yeah takes him back to Clifford yeah This show. Okay. You, know you guys will watch it and be like, I don't know what show you guys <laughs> I just saw drama, drama, drama. Yeah, it's a great show. It is fantastic. Um, what what else? What else um, I just about? wanted to touch on the Hoodoo, which I thought was cool. Again, mm. someone you wouldn't expect, Diamond. We're really concentrating on the male characters, which is not at all what we did last time. I but that's like. also because this time this season the male characters have also had their own they've evolved yeah. storylines they've evolved there is more to say not more to say than the female characters just more to say more than say last season um, and I do yeah they have concentrated I think on those storylines all the storylines that you had in the in season one have kind of, yeah I think they've taken a bit more of a backseat like um yeah. Hayley Autumn yeah who becomes Miss a really Savage. confusing character to me yeah she has it's like obviously I like that Uncle Clifford like reads her and the fact that he's she's like um you're just looking for a family and someone to love you deep down but you'll mm-hmm. never have that because you're a cunt but she's so driven by self like she she's kind of like yeah. drunk, drunk on power on power in a way but in it but like every good villain you can't help but see where she's coming from. Yeah. I For me, I, I think that that storyline just didn't grip me as much and I did find yeah. it confusing. Not just yeah. in, like, character confusing. Um, also in just, like, where where are we going with this? Confusing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like they didn't... And this is, like, I guess this is kind of rude to say and I should I have no right to say it, but... Here we you go. You can critique a show for goodness sake. I, I, for me, it felt like that storyline was lacking a bit when compared to everything else that was going on. Yeah, I, I, it's like for me, I got it, but th- because okay, there just wasn't enough time. I needed more on. I know she was like the main focal point in season one. I still needed more on what happened that night with her daughter. Is that crazy to say? Yeah, like who, why, what happened? Who, why is she dead? Who did? did are you are you dealing with some guilt there that beyond yeah, just that she's clearly. dead? Like did you, yeah. She yeah, kind of by staying with that guy, basically, she like kind of blames herself for her daughter's death. And but she's used as a secondary character to lead, like as a light for Keyshawn to find yeah. the way. She's used as that kind of like a light but in like a devilish kind of way for, um, what's his name? I have to get his name. Who? Obama. Oh, um, oh, Andre Watkins. Andre, yeah. To like find himself and find his voice. 
and she's kind of used um, as a villain to... The Mercedes and Uncle Clifford, yeah. But she doesn't get enough slightly I don't know I guess I guess the shock of the twist is that she is a villain and she's self-serving and it kind of goes to show that when you help it doesn't matter if you think you're helping someone like people will look after themselves in that world especially but yeah I, I agree at some points I was confused by her character for sure still appreciated the performance yeah Agree. And and just the whole like election thing as well. Just there were I think the thing is there was there's so much going on in the show. I would rather that it watch. find it hard to I find it hard to um keep track of the different storylines and and uh, I guess ha- it's like I don't know. There's only so much space in my. I, I, like, can we focus yeah. on a, a few of these ones because they're super interesting and there's a lot going on. Um, but maybe they're trying to set up for the next season. Yeah, and you still need the juice to keep it. Like the shock moments. Like you still need to know. Like Andre's father is on death row. I'm setting yeah. him up to. Yeah. But I think that's the thing. There's so much. In each storyline has their own like ah, moment that it just yeah. like this could have taken a bit more of a backseat for me, or something else would have had to go to so that we could actually develop that plot a bit more, which would have been a shame because I wouldn't yeah, have wanted to I, lose I think I picked anything correctly. else. Yeah. yeah, I think I picked correctly for sure. Because for me, um, just watch, I feel like. Uncle Clifford's family and um, Little Murder's entire life and uh, Keyshawn's and Mercedes' um, lives were enough for me. Yeah. Because we also, we, you had the smaller stories on the side of like the two, of the new um, women coming in, the new dancers coming in and the, like, you know, oh, starting to see where could those gosh. things go. But that, like for me, that's, those were enough, like the good sort of small plot lines that you didn't need yeah. to pay much to, to attention fair, to. Like, what oh. a roulette is Ooh. now. I, I keep saying that was a plot, but that okay. The actress who plays roulette, where is she? Because she's in a few shows. She's in Snowfall. Mm. And the character she plays in Snowfall, again, super layered. Gail Bean is her name. She was in Insecure. I don't know if you remember. She was in the episode of Insecure where Molly um, was like in the white law firm. And Mm -hmm. she came in as the young lawyer who Molly was like trying to be like, hey, you can't, you can't be too black here. And she was like, (laughs) weird of you to say as a black woman, but they love me. (laughs) Like she's... And she was in an episode. Oh my god, she was in an episode of Atlanta where they took edibles, and she was just like she basically had like um like not an awakening, but like you know when someone's just having like a series of realizations and like okay, coming yeah. coming to peace with a few. And I just, but especially in Snowfall, oh my god, she's probably 
the best performance in Snowfall. She's just, I'm just like, this woman is such a good actress. Like the levels, so like the difference between the characters she's got to play as well is amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't always see that with um, young black actresses, like actually have the opportunity to play that the many roles. Yeah, yeah, Joe Range. Roulette for me. I When Roulette was introduced, I was like, oh, they're just coming with the filler. But, oh, that episode, <laughs> that episode, <laughs> that scene where she had that man on his knees. And I like, the thing is, that's good about Roulette, Roulette isn't like pure. Roulette is also a villain. Oh, through and through, but she, also, she knows really, it. And you she, yeah, you, Roulette. Yeah. And you 100%, she's like almost like a feminist icon without even trying. She's a villain by... By circumstance, a lot of that I think is. It's just that's the role that she, that the world wants her to play. That's how the world treats her. So she's like, well, fine. And do you know what was fine? Such a good it. touch when, and I'm sorry to call this a touch. I know it's like her life story. And it's, I'm saying that because I know it could actually be someone's, it's not far fetched to think that's someone's yeah. real life story. But when they were talking about her brother who she lost to police mm-hmm. violence, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like little things like that like little believable slowly introduced facts about people so you get this complete complex picture of someone who isn't just a perpetrator is mostly a victim it just like perfect and also the complete subtle context of the like the world that we live in without having to go full ham like I went to a, a BLM protest and my brother got killed. I mean, I'm being, I'm, I don't mean no, that flippantly, but they're not I, going no, like so. Because the, at the core of, and I feel like this was something that was so like, I feel like a lot of uh, black people, black Americans especially were pushing back with during that time was like, the, the people that you're, it's not just like the innocent and when I say innocent, there's no such thing as in it. Like I know, I know there's like legally such thing, but the word innocent is even like politicized. It's not just this like picture perfect, like lawyer or politician. It's not just that it, you it's, you don't have to be any type of black person to mm-hmm. deserve like to be respected. And it's the people that, as a society, you might look at and turn your nose up. They're the people who are the victims of the society that not only that you've created, but you benefit from. Mm. And it's like, without, yeah, saying all of that, it's just like, (laughs) ta-da. Yeah. Yeah. But Rudolph was late. Without having to present things also in in like a, a righteous way of... Yeah, because like, like little murder just, did not need to shoot that life. man down in the streets. Do you know what I mean? It's not like all like, oh, he's such a good guy. It's like yeah. uh, he got his name for a reason. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, great show. Just a good solid show. It's a great oh, season. I was just going to say about the hoodoo shit with um, oh, of course. Yeah. Diamond being a root worker. And like a healer and healing Mercedes and saying that her shoulder is like psychological because it's the pressure. What is it? Eight pounds of pressure. Mm. Which is also a song by Little Murder. Go stream it now. 
<laughs> Megan the Stallion was in this. Um, yes, yes. Season. This is just a, as Tina Snow and her Tina Snow album is a personal soundtrack of mine. Is Tina Snow her stage name? An alter ego. Or, an alter, okay. Yeah, like, she's, yeah, okay. but there's an album where she's she's actually, well, she yeah. calls it a mixtape, but it's an album. But okay. it is, it's good. That's the one where she says, oh, I can't remember. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, only other things are love, politics, and gang violence, which I feel like we covered. We've touched on all of those things within. What the fuck happened wider. to Diamond? We'll find out soon. I did think that him and Big Bones. Bones relationship was touching on the melodramatic side a bit in a way I didn't like, but I also well, enjoyed especially it. Especially because <laughs> I it's her it. that's like now ordered this hit on him. Yeah, because she knows. Okay, so Diamond murdered <laughs> Haley's ex. Right, he's the leader of a criminal organization. Oh, the big okay. works on, which isn't where my Sorry, mind immediately went. Yeah, I I didn't know that that wasn't explained to me, or maybe I just didn't pick up on it. I just thought, yeah. wow, she she is also in a gang, and she's just pissed off. Yeah, it, like they he was pissed like, off, but no, true. But it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit much for it just to be a woman scorned um, reaction, you know. Get in the fucking (laughs) yeah! She saw somebody kiss him, and she was like, "You know what? Get in the booth." Fuck this shit! Yeah, (laughs) you You are getting kidnapped. (laughs) This is the last time this happens to me. (laughs) How many times do you have to get pushed before you tell a man to get in a boot and put a gun in his mouth? Honestly. (laughs) It has not reached that stage, but yeah. But if Keith on his. Yeah. Oh, she's not dead. I was thinking she was she something was gonna happen. I'm glad she's not dead. She's had her children taken away from her. Oh fuck, yeah. And left with left with a man who will abuse them. Yeah. So that takes us, that brings us um not neatly, um, messily to the end of uh, season two. We now know that there is gonna be a season three, thank God, because there are some big cliffhangers. Yeah. And I need answers. I just want to see what I know. It's the only thing I care about. <laughs> like I don't care what happens to the cliff. I guess. I just want to see where Uncle Clifford's relationship with Little Murder is goes. Now they are true, in true, true, true. Yeah. Yes, because um, Little Murder makes it public by kissing Uncle Clifford in in open at a party at was it for um. Grandma Ernestine? Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> and it was a, a really gorgeous, gorgeous moment. Who has a toy boy, which I just find so <laughs> random. <laughs> Is Uncle Clifford now a drug dealer? Through Big the L. other guy, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's so much going on. You're right. And then we didn't even talk about Mercedes. no shades. Oh, we didn't talk about Mercedes. Oh my god. And um the photographer. 
Hey, she's <laughs> I love that the Mercedes experience becoming a term in like just just said and you know what it means is so the Mercedes, funny. Yeah. And then it also becomes just art. Or it's yeah. no, it, it let's say it always was art. It's just now being realized in um in an a tangible pictorial yeah. photographic sense. Which is true, I think, of Paul and how, especially um, black women's influence on Paul, I feel like it at first is like anything to do with like working class uh, black mm. American women is always like stigmatized for black women in general. But like now it is like at some point it's like, no, it really is art. And it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm tired. But yeah, and her relationship with her daughter. And I read that Katori Hall did obviously wrote that episode before Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So yeah. then that made um, Mercedes and her daughter walking through the protesters who mm-hmm. just do that anyway, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and here. I've not seen it here. Yeah, I haven't seen it here, but I I believe it does happen. Yeah, there are pro-life people that will... Maybe it's not quite as, like, aggressive protesting as maybe in the States, but, you know, they'll set up their little lemonade stands. Which is the reason I hate the film Juno. I hated that Juno got to that point and that the protester outside was like, did you know that your baby has fingernails or whatever she said? Mm. And then she decided to keep her baby. I was just like, that is such bad. This cannot be the basis of a film that's supposed yeah. to be good. Like that just literally, no. Obviously keep the baby if you want the baby. That's not the point, but that shouldn't, you shouldn't be uh, yeah. and we feel like shamed into having yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah. That's insane, especially not as a teenager. And I'm glad Mercedes was there as like the fearless like woman that she is to walk her daughter through and yeah. lead her down a better road. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. That was a, a very sweet. But Mercedes' mom can suck moment. a dick. That woman is insane. Very she funny. Can. Exactly. And that's the thing what I'm, what I'm talking about with that storyline of the whole election. That's like a whole fucking thing. I just I didn't can't even get like, into really it. care for it. And I don't know what to say about it because I feel like there was just so much madness <laughs> going on. I was like, whenever it came on, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I don't yeah, I'll let you have it. Anyway, I believe you. Yeah. Do you think? Whatever's a, going on on screen election. here, sure. Yeah. But don't let that put you off, guys. It's an incredible show. Um, and I think that this season is, um, for me, it was better than season one. Yes. Um, we we just got so much more. It's it tends, like season one is captivating, but season two tends to like never be as like captivating, but you still you just by then you've loved the show. But I genuinely You're invested feel like, in the characters, yeah. But this is different, they outed themselves completely. Yeah. And Katori Hall did it pregnant during COVID. So this yeah. is my hat. <laughs> yeah. Being t- Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the music. Thank you. Thank you. Singing. Um, Singing different songs, but nevertheless. Hey, that's how grateful we are. The sentiment is the same. We Um, are saying thank you. Sorry. Um, Yes. On that 
uh, rather pitchy note um, from <laughs> me. <laughs> Not, not, you, not you sounded like my last album review okay. <laughs> They were right uh- <laughs> It's an off-key album if No, it literally is <laughs> It's but jazz it- <laughs> <laughs> It's art, so look it up Yeah, you wouldn't know anything about that Mercedes experience, would you? <laughs> and you never will so, like I said, on that note, we've um, hopefully done it justice. Yeah. So watch I've, it. Let I've us been down to talk about it, so I enjoy talking about it. Let us know if you have watched it. What did you think? Let us know if you haven't watched it, but now are going to watch it. Uh, and let us know if there's a particular fantasy or magical show film that you would like us to talk about, because chances are it's already on our roster. <laughs> but... Our schedule is not set in stone. We all know this. Things could move and change. Huh, if this we have season a... is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if we have a good enough compelling show. Oh, yeah, something crazy in. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we've so scheduled in the compelling shows. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Guys, don't worry. We're going to be talking about the big things that have come out. Rings of Power, yeah. Your House of the Dragon. It's a horse of dragon. <laughs> <laughs> show about the horse of the dragon yeah it's a show about a dragon that has a horse it's an unlikely coupling when are the Where centaurs gonna this? come back come on the centaurs in what in any form like they need their own show show sure well, i can't speak today there is um there is a cartoon on netflix literally called no. Centaur world no i want humans oh you want I want live action I want that Hercules show back You know the one Hercules The one that was on Channel 5 Yeah, the really <laughs> bad one Yeah, that you had was your Zena, your warrior princess And then you had your Hercules Those were the days yeah. <laughs> We do an episode on that No, no, it's already decided Guys we do, If we do go down that road We have to do that We have to do small film <laughs> We have to. Just like a Sunday TV watching. Yeah, random. You've yeah. turned on Channel 4. It's circa, <laughs> it's circa 2002. I don't know. Yeah. There's no on-demand streaming. Charmed. <laughs> Charmed. I watched that back, re- not recently, like maybe five years ago. I didn't watch the whole thing to begin with. Uh, I didn't because I could. You, there was no streaming, so you just had to catch it when it was on, and it was exactly but, the kind of show that my dad probably would have been weird about us watching, yeah, despite yeah. the fact that he let us watch, actively made us watch all sorts of terrible, terrifying stuff. But you know, yeah. when it comes to witches, yeah, it's true. Um, no, that's too satanic. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but it's exactly the kind of show that I wanted to watch when I was younger, so I of course had to rewatch it. As an adult, <laughs> and, and Reclaiming so your a childhood. little girl gets her dream. <laughs> Speaking of which, Enchanted Two is coming out in cinemas, and so is The Little Mermaid. So, <laughs> can't wait for them both. I know. Good night. But, Goodbye. Yeah. Peace be upon you, and so with you. <laughs> Yes, I went to an Anglican church recently. <laughs> what?
until next week. <laughs> I'll tell you about that as soon as we hang up. Guys, I lied in church and it backfired. Anyway, oh my bye. God. <laughs> this is exactly the type of thing where people tell me that you will say something so out there and then be like, I'll tell you off air. And it Fine. I lied to people. No I end. lied to an Anglican priest at the altar because I wanted to take communion and <gasps> I, he put it in my hand and he took it back out because I didn't know. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with it. So he knew you were like, he was like, okay, well, no blood of Christ for you. Sorry, body of Christ for you. I could never do that. I've not been confirmed and I would, I would never do that. I'm not judging you. Yes, you are. I'm applauding you. No, I'm (laughs) applauding you because I would, because what, what fucking difference does it make? You know what I mean? Why do you need to be confirmed to have the body and the blood of Christ? But I, in my heart, I would not be able to take that. The thing is, because you've grown up in that thing, like vibe culture, you get it. But for me, right. okay, you always yeah. taking communion in church. Honest mistake. Always. No, I kn- he was like, have you- I know what confirmation is. He was like, have you been confirmed? I was like, yeah. But you know, I'm a bad liar. <laughs> and he was like, have you been confirmed? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, have you been confirmed? And I was like, I was baptized. What's the difference? He was like, what kind of church do you go to? I can never remember All what it's of this called. happened. This is a long conversation to happen when it's, and the music's quite low. Everyone's. No, no, it's loud. It's loud. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because in like, the kind of churches the that I went to, this would have been conducted at a whisper, this whole conversation. Oh, I don't know. It felt With like people the kneeling things. next to oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't give a hint. Guys, you don't understand. I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted the experience of taking communion in an Anglican church. I know that sounds weird to some of you, especially those of you who are deeply religious, but I just wanted that. I wanted that it, experience. It, I wanted it, to it, take it communion. It feels weird to me because you have already taken communion. I've always, so the church I grew up in, there are no steps. You're allowed to take communion. Anyone yeah, can. Yeah, which is what I mean. Communion. That's why, so that's why it feels strange to me that you wouldn't just be. That's it, it feels I, natural to me that you would just be like, why yeah, can't I I've take communion? communion? Exactly. I've literally been the, in church yeah. my entire life. If you don't give me that goddamn wafer, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I've had that wafer before, so exactly. That's why I don't see why it, it doesn't. I don't think that that's a lie for me, just because you didn't have the whole shebang. No, but afterwards, I realized I lied unnecessarily. I could have just said, I've never been confirmed. I've grown up in church. I've always yeah. taken communion. I want to take communion today. It means a lot to me. I didn't yeah. need to lie. Then it started raining so heavily. I was like, oh, I get it. Pathetic fallacy. Okay, God. I'm sorry. Leave me alone. But give me but, the wine. I want the blood. After that, I was like, I need to leave immediately. But obviously, church isn't finished. You can't he was talk like, oh, I'll talk to you afterwards. Honestly, I felt what? like. That's so dramatic. No, no, not in like that way. Like in a kind of like humorous way. He was like, I'll explain <laughs> afterwards. I think he wanted to laugh. It was like the guy next to me was getting so annoyed. <laughs> Because I put my hands out wrong and they were just staring at me and he just had to fix my hands. Also, what do you do? You can't go like this, you go like this. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. I was like, gimme, gimme, gimme your (laughs) way. Anyway, guys, see, these off-air stories are not that funny. I just I feel deeply ashamed. That's all. (laughs) 
um sorry to to bring to make you wear that out but now you know so don't worry about whenever we say we'll say something off air it's really not that fallacious and I'll probably get confirmed because I will not go through that again <laughs> <laughs> I find it weird though that because conf- I've not been to a church service in many many years but yeah now that I do go I don't think people ha- the the um the vicar hasn't asked me if I've been confirmed, because the way you act is of like somebody who's grown. You've got no, to understand that. Like but you have to understand that when I go for com- confirmation, I do not put my um, hands up because I've not been confirmed. So I would, I would sit to take the blessing, and yeah. then they're trying to give me the bread, and it's like, no, just give me the blessing because I haven't been confirmed. Why? Do, why are you assuming that I've been confirmed? I feel like if you're a certain age, they just assume that you've been confirmed. So that's why it's weird to me. I also had red lipstick on. (laughs) And you were doing the, like, offering wrong. Please, sir, can I have some more? (laughs) Not Oliver Twist. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I've suffered in this life. Anyway, it made me realise that I've complained about the church I grew up in my whole life. I was like, you know what? My church is lit. There's none of this. Yeah, it sounds Everyone is welcome. Even the Scarlet Monarch. experience. Especially the Scarlet Woman. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> if the scriptures are to be believed, some of them anyway, or ever followed. But yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose that's more. Guys, more we're not doing that it? this season. This is a fantasy <laughs> season. This is not the religious season. I'm not dealing with real life. No, only cool. religious symbolism. Okay. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.